Kia ora mai tato, no mai hoki mai ki tēnei kōna ipurangi a Marine Engineering. Welcome to the Marine Engineering Podcast. As always, Kōles Lasu Aho, your host. This episode 25 means that you can listen to the Marine Engineering Podcast for over one full day straight if you really blimmin' wanted to. How good is that? So, I kicking off episode 25, we have Raharuhi Koya. He's a descendant from Tairawhiti, the coast. His parents worked for the military, so he's also spent a lot of time growing up in Waiuru and going to Kura in Singapore and Malaysia. He's now based in Ōtautahi with his whānau, working as a structural engineer. Raharuhi holds a frank and open corridor about his life as a structural engineer, and one of that as a Māori engineer. He volunteers for the Wonder Project with Te Arangaho, Engineering New Zealand. And this corridor is well-centred in being a good mentor in this changing space. For Raharuhi, it's for his two kids. This episode is a beaut of a wānanga, sharing of a kāro, and I hope you enjoy. It's sponsored and supported by Te Arangaho Engineering New Zealand Grant Programme in 2023, with a total of $300 donate, or being donated to support two separate charities that support whānau accessing the neonative, neonatal intensive care unit as per Rahuruhi's request. Hoia no, enjoy te iwi. Kia ora rā. Te hui whaia te mātauranga, kia mārama, kia whaitaki ngā mahi katoa. Tu maia, tu kaha, aroha atu, aroha mai, tātou kia tātou katoa. Tihei, mauri ora. Mauri ora. Mauri ora. Kia ora e hoa, how you doing? Kia ora, Alicia. Hi, um, been good. Busy as, but um, no, it's wonderful to be able to finally catch up with you and uh, come speak uh, with you on your podcast. So, yeah, eagerly been been waiting and um, long term listening to your podcast. So <laughs> it's great to be kind of on the other side of um, you know the, the podcast and actually being here speaking with you. So no, thank you. No. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And thank you for listening. Just out of curiosity, how did you like hear about the podcast? Yeah, I think it was, um, it might have been on LinkedIn, I think it might have been. Oh. Um, and I think it just said, come up. Someone yeah. had liked your posts. It might have been actually Troy. I think they liked the posts. Um, so, yeah, I think I just oh. was quite intrigued. And, and I thought, yeah, no, this is cool because um, for a long time, I've been kind of looking for some sort of space or some sort of platform for, um, I guess, Māori. Um, but there wasn't at the time. So, yeah, it was quite cool um, to see that and um, how it's kind of flowered into this kind mm. of massive um, space now, which is cool. Yeah, no, I to- totally agree. The, the the connections are blossoming, and we love we do love a LinkedIn. Um, so that's awesome to hear. Um, it's now been two minutes into the corridor, and I think the listeners um <laughs> they're like, who is this person? So hoi or not, without further ado, um, no hia koe, ko wai koe ho. I'm from Te Tairawhiti, Te Te taha o Tukupaka, Papa, no Ranga Tukia, um, O Narera Kongati Pro Te Iwi, Iti Taha o Tukumama, no Nuhaka, Narera Ko Kahunanu Te Iwi, uh, Ingari uh, Ke Rakatane 
me waoru gohi tipuana. Um, so yeah, I th- um, from the coast, um, uh, Ngati Paro is my iwi, uh, and um, spent a lot of my time um, growing up in Waioru, um, born in Fakatani, where my family kind of still is, but um, my parents uh, um, were in the military, so spent a lot of time kind of moving around the country. Um, but equally, um, also kind of got the opportunity to go and live overseas um, and spent a bit of time living in Malaysia and going to school in Singapore. Um, so that was quite a cool experience in itself. Um, and been um, also, yeah, just spending a lot of time in Waiuru uh, and going to school in Taihape. Um, and um, being uh, a cool experience kind of going from a, a small kind of rural city to a um, big bustling city of, of Asia and then kind of coming back to the, to the, to the roots again. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. Um, and I kind of studied at Canterbury um, and did my kind of time there. Uh, so I moved from Waiuru down to Christchurch in 2011, I believe it was, 2013. Sometime around then, okay. Yeah, yeah 2013, yeah. class of 17, yeah, so 2017. Post-earthquake. Um, yeah, post-earthquake. Down crash, so, yeah, I feel like that's a... Yeah, still in high school at the time when that happened. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Well, you know, as, as, a, as far as it can be interesting though, but... So I did my time there and um, settled into Christchurch. I've been working as a structural engineer uh, for the last five and a half years um, and worked, as uh, when I first graduated, I worked for uh, a business called Acom um, and then have recently shifted to another small consultancy here um, based in Christchurch for, called TMCO. Um, but yeah. That's a little bit of Far Awesome. Yeah. You've you've set the scene like so well. I feel as though that's like a lot of your life in three minutes or the, the, <laughs> the cliff notes in three minutes. I'm yeah. backtracking a bit. Living yeah, in Malaysia, Singapore, overseas, away from Aotearoa, how old mm. were you then? Uh, I was, I believe I was nine at the time mm-hmm. uh, and lived there for two years. Quite a different experience, but it was equally, you know, um, quite a cool experience. You know, it's not a lot of people get get that opportunity to travel overseas, um, mm. let alone live over there. So that was quite cool. Um, but I think just being exposed to a different culture um, and also the kind of infrastructure and buildings that they have over there, it's completely different to what, what we're used to here in New Zealand. Um, so... Yeah, it was it was quite a cool experience. Um, I kind of wish I was a little bit older, but um, I think that's that's probably what maybe planted the seed to become a structural engineer. Just kind of seeing, you know, all those kind of amazing structures, um, and kind of wondering how how do we how do we build these things, and yeah. I think just not having having 
uh, an understanding of how we build structures and how they're designed. Um, I think that's that's probably what sparked the kind of initial um, kind of idea and mm. thought about becoming a structural engineer. But um, at the same time, I didn't even know what a structural engineer was. <laughs> so I think there was this kind of this this thought as to, oh, yeah, I want to be able to build those um, or design them, um, but not necessarily knowing the path how I think was, um, yeah, was probably one of the, the starting points of, of my journey to becoming a structural engineer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. When did that path become a bit clearer? Um, it probably wasn't until actually high school. Um, and I remember at the time, uh, being kind of interested or doing somewhat well in maths and and physics. Um, and I had kind of great teachers at the time, which, which helps and, and, and great friends too, that were, um, also kind of equally driven. Um, so, um, having a good space to grow academically is, is, is kind of, uh, key. But it wasn't until I think one of my friends, he was like, oh, you know, I want to be a structural engineer. <laughs> and at the time I was like, oh, what the heck is that? Um, and he kind of told me a bit about, oh, you know, it's, they go and design bridges and buildings and things. And um, it wasn't until then I was like, oh, okay, you know, that sounds that sounds kind of interesting. And I had a look into it and, um, you know, they kind of use a lot of, I kind of read that engineers use a lot of maths and science and um it paid well so um you know that was kind of another good um key thing of Mm. becoming an engineer yeah I think from at the time I was in high school was just trying to see how I can apply myself with the skills I had and um then knowing that oh hey like this this is actually a thing where you know you can be paid quite well to to design and, and use your maths and science uh, to do these things. Um, and so it was more of, at the time, kind of thinking ahead, like, oh, this is a potential, um, you know, good steady job, but also a good way to make money. Um, but oh, also, absolutely. I think that yeah. security is always overthought, mm, I think, mm. sometimes. Yeah. Lucky and to I have it. it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's... It's, it's a challenging role, but I think, you know, engineers are kind of wired the way that they are and they like solving puzzles and challenges. Um, so I think if it was any kind of other job, it'd be hard to find that kind of satisfaction. Um, so, yeah, that, that was probably where I really found out more about a bit about engineering um, because at the time we just didn't know what was out there really and you mm. don't know what you don't know. So um, it was quite, yeah, I think that was kind of then and there is where I was like, oh, yeah, that, this sounds like for me. Um, and it wasn't actually until I got to university where I was coming from a class of about 30, I'd say, in uh, year 13 to well over a couple hundred in your, in your first year of engineering. Um, that is probably when I kind of realized, like, oh, hey, you know, um, I feel like a bit of a minority here because, <laughs> you know, it's there's not a lot of Māori that want to kind of pursue, well, I wouldn't say want to, but I think maybe um, had either considered engineering or um, 
thought of as a potential career. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, I think, a bit of an eye-opener coming to university and and feeling that way. And for some reason, I didn't feel like that in high school, but I know certainly once I came to university, it was a different, different take. Mm. Yep, yep. It's also, um, in my experience, it was kind of like the first time when going to university that you didn't have people directly looking out for you, like the teachers and your close mates you've had for years. It was kind of like, yeah, they're awesome, awesome people, but you're still in that transition of meeting them and finding your own spaces. So you kind of feel like a a person, like you're, you're standing up really, really high and you can't quite touch anything to get you stable. So you've kind of got to create that stability for yourself. Um, mm. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, it's when you first kind of get in, you do realise and you look around to try and find your support systems and sometimes it just isn't mm. that hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think it's it's actually, I think, when I'm looking back um, in my experience um, to what probably Māori um, students are going through now, is it's a lot different, I think. Um, there's a lot more support systems out there um, and equally... There's a lot more um, financial support too in, in, it, in the way of scholarships, which is quite good. I know that's can be certainly one one a pretty big barrier. Um, and, you know, it's it was, I think when I started there, we kind of revitalised the Tuakana Tena mentorship kind of program within there. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um I was in my third year, I think, of engineering where I was helping out um, first-year Māori students coming through um, and I think just being a just being a face, really, and someone mm-hmm. that they can connect with uh, and reach out to, which is quite cool. A lot of the time, you know, they'll be okay because um, maybe they're from Christchurch and they've got already their friends, but, you know, it's quite hard for people who, who come from small rural areas or areas or don't know anyone, um, which can be, I think, sometimes a bit sad, or I guess maybe a bit, um, they feel maybe a bit lonely. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that was quite cool. And I thought, um, you know, I'm not trying to um, flatter myself, but I thought oh, the, stu- the, the students that I that I kind of helped through did on uh, went on to, to do quite okay. Um, and, and they went through to graduate. So um, at least I could, you know, help that little bit. I think it was it was quite cool. Uh, no, absolutely. And I hope you yeah. recognise that now. Um, that's actually really awesome to hear because I benefited really, really greatly from the Tuakana Taina relationship. I signed up as a my first year, and it mm. was kind of that um, having someone who mm. who's been through it before that you can ask yeah. all those sort of like small nitty gritty but then also big large like life questions too as well um that helped it's just another person in your own journey and both ways that's what's awesome about the reciprocal relationship of a tuakana taina so yeah no that's awesome i hope you can recognize that now it's just sitting here um the value that you have had yeah no it's yeah definitely so yeah as you became a graduate engineer after you've um finished studying you became a papa in your first mm. year yeah um what was that like straight out of it was it was towards the end of my first year i believe it was um so that was that was quite exciting um mm. and equally i think has its own challenges um 
but I think it's it is a little bit difficult. I think in that sense to relate to other graduates um, who you know weren't expecting any kids. So there's um, yeah, I think just a different different path, different journey um, that I was on compared to probably my other fellow classmates and graduates. So um, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Um, but it, it was a hard way to, it was an interesting learning curve in itself. Um, and I think, you know, the people who, who have kids and study engineering, man, like, I don't know how you do it, eh? Because, uh, yeah, it's incredibly difficult. And I think it's probably one of the most hardest um, jobs I've had, but equally most rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we also had lockdown probably shortly after that so true yeah it was a bit of a crazy household where we were both trying to me and my partner were trying to uh, work our jobs and also look after our wee one because obviously day cares are closed and um, yeah that was a it was interesting time but I think uh, looking back at it um, our son got the most out of it because he got to see his parents a lot more than probably what you would where kind of you know now um our, our young our other youngest child um he spends a lot of his time at daycare where um, he doesn't see us as much mm-hmm. so yeah i think um it was a difficult time during lockdown to juggle kids and a full-time job but i think um there were some kind of silver linings behind some of that yeah for sure yeah. and um navigating work and whānau balance straight off the bat from university or like mm. um yeah as you kind of enter the industry you spent four years preparing for and you've got yeah, mm. yeah another aspect of, of life yeah 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 usually i think the 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 typical path is kind of do a couple of years establish yourself kind of ground yourself and um you know kind of work your way up to up the food chain of leadership roles and and then kind of start having kids. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, just a different path. And, you know, not to say that um, it's, the, it's the right or the wrong one. I think it's just, um, yeah, just just um, what, what we kind of had to go through. And, um, yeah, no, it's, I think I'm hoping it gets easier as I get older. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah. But I that part? I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, I think I was just, I was just going to um, say that I think um, kind of looking back at how, you know, in high school for me it was um, having a, a steady a steady kind of job and, and pays well. I think now for me as a father, you know, it's, it's actually more than that. It's actually kind of being more of a role model um, for my boys and, and seeing that, you know, um, when you can apply yourself, you can you can be in, in these types of roles uh, and um, yeah, I think it's just being, being someone that they can look up to um, and can kind of show off that, you know, hey, my dad's an engineer, but also Māori in this space. And um, yeah, I think it's just being able to, yeah, just represent <laughs> Māori in this space, right? Mm-hmm. And what does being a Māori engineer mean for you? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's now, it's good to see that I think that 
it means that I'm kind of being part of the change that uh, and and the history of Maori and engineering. Um, I kind of look back at um, you know it's up it, in Nanata who graduated who was like the first Maori um, to graduate from a university in New Zealand, and that wasn't too long ago. Um, so I think. And the way that the industry is kind of changing, um, it means that, you know, um, uh, I can be, I can, I can help be part of that change, but also, um, help bring the next generation through. And I guess being someone that can, yeah, just be a face, hopefully, I think my kind of goal is to become chartered in structural engineering um, because we kind of look at the, the stats of how many structure, how many kind of chartered engineers there are who are Māori um, and Pacifica, and I think the stats is about less than 1%. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to be part of that. Um, so, yeah, be, I, I think I'd be also interested to know who out there is a chartered structural engineer and is Māori. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, the, the, yeah, there's a few things out there. Um, but I think there's also opportunities for Māori um, to, um, yeah, be part of the change. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of ever-changing. But I, I, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how the, the space will change. Um, yeah. When you say the space will change, like, what do you do? You have a hope for what that change would look like? I think it would be good to see businesses. Obviously, a lot of them are already embracing the culture of diversity and stuff. But I guess it would be cool to see that um, there's more Māori and in director type roles um, and and technical roles, um, but I think ultimately just seeing that Māori in engineering is the norm, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's would be cool to see more Māori led businesses, engineering businesses too, um, and being involved in on projects on a on a major scale. Um, so yeah. There's, there's yeah. quite a few things there, eh? No, absolutely. Um, I'm kind of always at the fakaro of this whole podcast is about Māori and engineering because it's representing the underrepresentation mm. of Māori mm. in the engineering space, and I would love for this not to need, be needed mm. sort of mm. a thing. Um, so, yeah, I totally resonate with what you're saying. And, yeah, engineering business that's Māori-led, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and bit of a bit of a journey to still, um, but yeah, I, I'd see the kind of the the motions kind of changing in that direction. Mm. Would be cool to, to see. I think once once we're at a point that you know there's a lot more Maori in the space that, that, that those things can kind of naturally happen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll keep going. Um, <laughs> nah, um, you're Mahi to date, so you've been, um, yeah, 
started as a graduate working through to a senior engineer. Yeah. How's that been? How's your experience in the industry been? Uh, I think I, I try not to compare myself, I guess, to others and, you know, everyone's experiences are a little different, but I think in a whole, mine's been quite okay. Um, and I think that's possibly just down to the business I joined with. Um, they're quite, quite good in that space and quite supporting. Um, but also just had a, having a good manager helps. Um, I mean, you know, I can't speak for everyone experience it you know i think there's possibly um scenarios where people just have to have any good support around them or um you know a business that supports them as a person so uh, i think i was quite lucky in that re- that regard um, but in terms of the mahi <laughs> it's i think a lot of the work that i do is mainly um it's it's not really um, how what's the easiest way to say it? I guess there's no real kind of Māori aspect to it it's it's all kind of um, commercial based type work and um, not a lot of thought into there's not really kind of any cultural engagement or anything um, mm. so in that sense it's it's not as exciting as it could be um, but yeah, I think it's it's been quite cool just, um, I guess, being able to apply the things I learned to university. Uh, you kind of quickly find out how much of the stuff in university is irrelevant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, truly. Yeah, a lot of my experiences, <laughs> a lot of my experiences is, is, is um, I'd say, just kind of developing myself technically. Um, and then just trying to grow a good foundation of understanding in, in kind of the structural field. Um, so kind of just taking on whatever work you can get, really. Um, but I think a long-term goal would be to try and use what I've, what I've learned and the tools I have to then be able to kind of become chartered and then eventually kind of start my own practice. Um, and I think for me that's that's quite an achievement and i think just being able to give back also would be um something i'd be kind of keen to do and um that's sort of a long-term goal but i think just first trying to get through the the notions of, of learning engineering um and what it looks like in a in a commercial sense yeah cool so through um working in the industry have you been part of different kind of kaupapa in terms of supporting rangatahi or, um, yeah, rangatahi to get into the engineering space? Yeah, so um, recently just been involved with the STEM Wonder Project, um, which is kind of a cool initiative that um, Te Aurangaho or Engineering New Zealand have kind of come up with. Um, and so been busy um, the last couple, well, I'd probably say eight weeks, um, just going into one of the local Māori schools, Te Whānau Tahi, um, and I, th- I believe the, uh, what is that, what's nine and ten-year-olds? I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Five? Five, I think. Um, Gosh, yeah, 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 yeah four, five, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so I think it's, it's been quite 
quite refreshing, I think, too. Um, just being able to be in a space where everything's Marty and the kids are fluent hats and, you know, they're better deal than me. Um, and I think just inspiring that next kind of generation, right? And I think that's that's kind of where it starts. And kind of looking back on it, I wish kind of someone had, had kind of come to my school when I was that age to kind of tell me a bit about engineering or, or just STEM in general and um, what that is and, um, you know, what kind of careers um, that you can pursue from that. Um, mm. So it was quite, quite, it's been quite cool actually. And the kids get a good, get a good kick out of it. Um, so the Wonder Project, well, one of the challenges that I was doing was the rocket challenge. And so that involves building like a little um, miniature rocket out of one of your 1.5 litre Coke bottles and they get to modify them and try and improve them and, and they get to launch them, which is quite cool. Um, so I think it just it just kind of reinforces um, STEM when they're a bit more hands-on and engaged. So um, that's been quite cool. And obviously it's CPD, which... Um, engineers should be kind of aware of um, and um, I you know I only encourage others to to look at getting involved and in volunteering their time um, it doesn't necessarily have to be through the wonder project but I think just taking the time to to educate um, Marty about potential opportunity uh, you know careers in stem um, and yeah that's been that's been quite rewarding um, and yeah, I, th I think it's something I'll probably be looking to do in the future as well. Um, and I think it's quite cool, and and um, it's it's something that I'll probably look to do with my own kids. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, have a bit of fun with with building a rocket and um, teaching them about STEM. So yeah, yeah, awesome. That's so just awesome because I think a lot of the um the the themes of different corridor that have been a uh, corridor that have been on the podcast is like we need to engage with Rangatahi when they're young so they um can kind of make their own decisions mm. um mm. based on what they know and if that's what they know is partly engineering then like what could that mean? Um mm. so that's yeah. really awesome that the one the project that you've had a that experience with it. Yeah. Um so I so for people who want to get involved, it's just on the Te, on Te Aurangaho, uh Engineering New Zealand website. Sign up, and your mahi is all good with hours and stuff um, yeah. contributing to that. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty flexible. Um, I think in a consultancy, uh, as you can kind of imagine, you know, you work from home, um, and it's they kind of make it so that you know life is life is always happening. So you can kind of make work um, work as as best as you can for you, and um, if that means you know you have to put you can if you start late and you can finish late or um, you know finish your couple of hours at home at the end of the day, um, then that's that's kind of works for everyone. Um, so that's been quite cool. Um, the other thing, just kind of touching back on the STEM project and. Um, I kind of, I kind of can see, um, you know, um, how most Māori 
and especially in in the construction industry a lot of us are a lot of Māori like to be kind of hands-on and that's where I see probably a lot more Māori in um, those contracting spaces and um, uh, you know on the tools you know as, as carpenters or, or electricians um, so I can see you know the natural natural appeal you know um, and I think that's probably just down to our genetics we you know we like to do things with our hands and 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 um, building things like in that way so and I think it's also um, and this is just my opinion too but you know uh, a lot of kids will look to see what their parents do and uh, they're involved and potentially their careers are somewhat aligned with what their parents do and um, you know I've, I've seen that uh, especially a lot of my time kind of growing up as a kid um, you know my my parents were in the military and a lot of the friends that I went to school with they, they naturally went to the military yeah. um, or you know um, I've got uncles and aunties who are teachers uh, and their kids also naturally <laughs> become teachers or ECE um, teachers so um, I think just yeah it's it's unless you know that engineering's out there you know you, you'll never know and if you're all you're ever exposed to is, is what your parents kind of do or what your aunties and uncles are doing then you know that's that's kind of all you know so I think it's just um just yeah again taking the time to 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 show Maori kids what other opportunities there are out there because a lot of the time it's not until you get to maybe high school and you start mm. doing NCA right and you start going to careers expos <clears throat> but you know it's at, at that point it's kind of like oh a little bit I wouldn't say late but it's um I feel like there's more advantage when you can go and, and educate them at that earlier kind of stage because um, yeah it, uh, unless you're kind of preparing for it or, or know what you're kind of getting into then uh, it can be kind of hard to to align yourself uh, kind of further down your, your the track no absolutely and it is definitely the earlier you kind of have that exposure the the yeah, better the whole Fakaro of you are, what you see um, mm. impactors. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, certainly. no, that's awesome. So you'd recommend the Wonder Project. That's awesome. I am. <laughs> yeah, or hear from someone who's, yeah, fully, fully on it. So uh, do you still have more um, kind of commitments with the Wonder Project in the in the year to come? Uh, I saw there was another challenge um, for, I think, the slightly older kids, um, which I might look to do. Um, I haven't, I haven't quite decided yeah, yet. Um, nah, for sure. But yeah, I think it could, I think I'll be keen to do it again next year uh, with the with the rocket challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, nah, so, for... so, so easy, yeah, and um, so so simple, and it's cool, kind of just yeah, seeing the the next generation. Yeah, gives gives a different perspective, I'm sure. Yeah, kind of refreshing instead of being in a in four walls in a um, consultancy yeah. space, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. No, cool. Um, with that kind of same line of thinking, so the reason of why you got into engineering when you started, has that changed to what it mm. is now? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, it was. It was, for me, it was just purely about um, getting a, a good job that pays well, and, uh, pays, yeah, pays good 
good money. So um, it was all about that. But now kind of coming through engineering and university and kind of, you know, it's it's no, it's no real surprise, I guess, that we are a kind of minority and, and underrepresented in the space. Um, and I think, yeah, just trying to be now a bit more of a role model um, and being someone that in this space that people know that, oh, hey, like, you know, that's something we I can actually aspire to or be um, is, is kind of how my thinking has changed now. Um, so, yeah, it's – and I think it, for me it's just trying to see, okay, what are other ways that I can give back and, and grow this space? Um, so, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out other ways. Um, but I see there's a meeting, uh, I think, in, towards the end of this month by Engineering New Zealand. Um, I can't, I think I'll have to look back into the invite. But yeah, there's something about um, just how they can support Māori in engineering. Mm. So, and I think they. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of just hear, hear us out, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of intrigued to see what comes of that. Um, but Has yeah. that happened since you've been in the industry? What's that? Like Te Aurangahau Engineering New Zealand coming to Māori engineers to see, uh, be like, this is kind of the, like, the big yeah. or, or this big organisation, what do you want to see? What yeah. That sort of... I think uh, I think the, the industry has changed quite a bit since when I first started. Um, so it is kind of cool to see that it's it's now becoming a bit more recognised that hey that we need to do something. Um, mm. But you know, again, we're we're part of that change in the history of of that. So you know, you got to start somewhere, and um, it's not going to happen overnight. And I think it's just yeah trying to figure out the best way forward, I guess. Yeah. Mm. No, for sure. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You go. Oh, no, I was just going to kind of like affirm you a bit or affirm what you're saying in terms of one toe at a time. Like Huddy Smith, who I um, Mm. recorded an episode with, that was kind of um, one of the leaving things that I, leaving thoughts that I had from his corridor that it's just one toe at a time. And mm. we're all just trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know. In simple don't know. ways, anyway, in simple terms. Yeah. 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 Because I think about engineering a little bit in this, in the regards that it's kind of like a, oh, I wouldn't say it's a new concept um, in, in New Zealand, but I feel like engineering has been a part of history you know when you look at other cultures like you know the the romans or the the greeks um you know it's it's always kind of been there um Mm. and you know they've they've always had like huge structures like the Colosseum, and um you know the kind of like look at the great wall of china um so i think i feel like it's kind of well i guess maybe structural engineering is kind of like a new not new to Aotearoa but I don't I don't know if we have anything of that size or magnitude 
that we can kind of compare to? I don't know. Yeah, I suppose um, R and mm. um, I'm aware of structures within the maramataka that were built in order to um, hang different thing or different um, like elements on to represent the maramataka mm. um, and that sort of thing. And yeah, it's it's interesting because we hear like the we can see the Colosseum and all that. Um, and like people who everyone feels like they're in Europe at the moment, so everyone's going to see see the Colosseum yeah. and whatnot. But yeah. it's just the fact that with Māori engineering, we just don't often see it, and it's not mm. like one of the prominent spots, or we don't mm. know about it. So maybe it's like, well, maybe that that's a corridor in itself, a whole other corridor of mm. how can we understand what's happened in the past and how can we see what's happened in the past when it's not physically there, but it's still there in Kōrero Tukuiho and Mātauranga Māori or Mātauranga Iwi. And yeah, I don't know. I think that's a really interesting point though. I haven't mm. given it to, mm. like that much thought before. No, um, yeah, <laughs> so then maybe that's, maybe that's how we can, um, yeah, continue to elevate Māori and engineering spaces. Mm. Yeah, sharing yeah. those stories. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is all Spitfire now. We've yeah. gone off script. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see I see um, a lot of Māori and engineering uh, in the kind of water space and mm. um, architectural design and, and urban design space. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I feel like it can be a little bit hard to well, – what does that look like in a, in a structural sense? In a, in a, in a, in a, or if you're a mechanical engineer, what does that look like? Uh, mm-hmm. can be sometimes a little bit challenging yeah. I guess. Uh, for, mm. for those listening or for the for those at the back um what would your projects look like like what is a structural engineer and what do they do um i think in a nutshell structural engineers are uh people who um, in my kind of experience well because i'm specialize more in building structures we design the buildings to be safe i guess mm-hmm. is kind of when you boil it down to a nutshell um and that means that it's safe and it can withstand any type of earthquakes or um, strong winds um and continues to stay upright and is stable it's pretty basic as as it sounds um but we basically use our kind of knowledge in in maths and and physics to kind of understand uh you know which material is going to be kind of best whether that's concrete or steel or timber um and we use our knowledge to then be able to design structures um and that involves kind of understanding and yeah the kind of internal forces and stresses in buildings and making sure that they they stay standing, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it is, but how you do it is a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's quite, quite a technical space, I think, like most kind of other engineering disciplines. Um, I don't think there's an easy engineering i would say um but i think uh yeah there, there are some that are maybe a bit more technical um but 
yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question. No, no, it absolutely does. It all just sounds very important. And we're both both in places that needed structural engineers um, Mm, in mm. its design. So I'm grateful for what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, cool. Um, No, that's interesting you say in terms of engaging with, um, not values is the wrong word, but, yeah, integrating our Māori into engineering is always it feels like there's lots of different variations of kind of headlines mm. at the moment of what that looks like for different disciplines mm. of engineering and it's interesting mm. in your experience that structural like you haven't had that does that make you yeah. like i suppose what does that feel like yeah it is it is a bit disheartening i think sometimes like <laughs> we you know and 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 we're in our own country right where mm. um maori aren't even part of the design or decision-making process um and i i personally haven't had like a project um that's you know supported or directly benefited marty um which can be a bit hard for me um kind of sad to see that yeah especially within your own country that there's not really marty part of the design stage of things it would be cool, but I think I'm still kind of waiting for that, that one project to be involved with where there is kind of structural input needed. Um, a lot of our stuff is kind of hidden away anyways, behind kind of claddings and walls and stuff, so you don't really see a lot of it. But I think just kind of knowing that, you know, you're a part of of, of the design of something could be, would be kind of cool to know. Because um, a lot of the time you, you do projects, but you kind of have like no real kind of connection with it or or what knowing that you want to be kind of connected to it um so yeah it's it's hard to find how to integrate maori um kind of aspects and into into how i do my job um so yeah that can be a bit of a challenge in itself mm-hmm. now i appreciate yeah. being being honest in that in that respect um yeah i i'm all questioned <laughs> out actually yeah um hey. you, yeah i'm sorry it's been a <laughs> it's been a good one um yeah. do you have any part time for me at all before we wrap things up so you've been in the industry for is it almost coming up four years now or? oh carl a year and a half <laughs> oh a year and a <laughs> so half so pretty new oh yeah no that's cool appreciate i still yeah every year's going eh? Um, how do you, well, I guess, what are your kind of future aspirations, I guess, and, um, what do you see as some of the kind of challenges, um, that you might see as a Māori engineer? Um, not that there really should be any, but, um, how do you want to see the space grow? Mm. Um, I think the more I've been within the industry is the more that I, really believe the value of relationships um which makes me really like grateful for the opportunity to have this podcast in itself but also to um yeah create that or relationships outwardly um because at the end of the day we're all going for the the same aspiration the same hope the same um goal i suppose um in terms of 
for me, the way I see that is doing what's best for Māori is best for the whole nation and how can we better serve iwi Māori to thrive in their own environments um, so then the flow and effect is positive for others outwardly. Mm. Um, and I think short, like medium term, is growing those relationships within this really small industry that we found ourselves in in the country to kind of, yeah, bounce off each other and connect and um, do all that good stuff that I feel as though is what's got me here to where I am today. And Mm. that's kind of my aspiration. That's my hope. That's what keeps me going. Um, And every day learning something new, either about yourself or the space that you're operating in um, from Mm. other people, I think is a real, um, yeah, positive externality of that. Yeah. 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 No, cool. And how have you found your kind of experience with the the business you work for? Do you, um, I guess it can kind of be hard to tell what other businesses are like and um, how they align themselves with diversity and inclusion. And I think um, it's potentially uh, maybe harder for for people to to implement those types of strategies with the smaller businesses. So. The kind of bigger businesses um, seem to have kind of done better, um, mm. but again, I don't think there's any right or wrong way how to go about it. But yeah, I know that in my first employer, it was it was, it was quite cool um, how they had set up sort of like a, a a specific team to drive diversity and inclusion. Um, and kind of recognizing that uh, everyone's kind of unique skills and personality um, and how they can leverage that to, um, I guess, the business, but also how to, that can also can support uh, other people within the business. But I know coming to a small consultancy, it's not, there's not always that kind of same focus. Uh, so that can be kind of a little bit hard, but yeah, how's kind of your experience so far been? Yeah, no, nah, that's an awesome question. And I'm a big believer. Um, I've actually got mixed, yeah, mixed emotions around the, the, the idea of having a one group as diverse and diversity and inclusion, like DNI. Like, I think it's very important. Um, but I'm also a big believer in it being a, like all layered approach. So having leadership within that conversation rather than having this group to the side mm. that really, really tries, but potentially isn't well supported. I'm really lucky that the leadership within the company that I work for has feels as though to me as the, someone who's been there for a year and a half, um, has that intention, um, has that same mindset and has that support um, throughout the company. Um, mm, yeah. So I'm really grateful for that. Um mm. And I think with like frameworks in place, it's just as important of how the interactions day to day are as well. Um, and I'm really lucky that, or not even lucky. I'm, I'm happy that my expectation of those interactions being a positive one have yeah. carried through day to day. Um, yeah. 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 No, certainly. Yeah. But I, um, yep. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, I, I know one thing like, um, through my experience and, and even like in the big big organization of say like a hundred or so, you can still feel like 
quite the minority, you know. Uh, there might be either like one or two other Māori um, in, in the organisation. So it's even if it's just like yourself, like how do you, mm. you know, how do you, how can you support yourself when, you know, you're the only one? Um, yeah, that can that can be also, I guess, another barrier for, for Māori and engineering, right? But if you've got already like a big group or rōpū that are that are Māori in, in, in the company that that can seriously I think that can, can seriously change the the experience you have as Māori um, in, in engineering. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes back to that um, value in relationships um, because those those that feeling of isolation, mm. like it doesn't have to be out of work too. Um, like it can be in the spaces that you operate outside in, but I don't know. I'm not too sure if that's a that's a um, cop out answer because you're right. It shouldn't. The, those feelings of loneliness or feelings of um, being the only one shouldn't be the case. So it's about how do we bring everyone up as well, and mm. what are we taking from the spaces they're operating in and putting them in to other spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. exactly. You're right. I think it's a multi layered issue. That yeah. needs, yeah, 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 and exactly like it's it's a journey, right? And yeah, and, you know, again, like it's it's not going to change overnight, but um, just recognizing that that um, it's not okay, I guess, but um, there just needs to be some sort of change, and um, I think we're we're kind of on that journey at the moment as an industry, mm. so that's quite cool. Mm. Mm. Quite cool indeed. Yeah, no, I am. Um, yeah, it gives me hope. But you're right when you said that there's no right or wrong way to do it. We just, mm. yeah, as long as you try. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, that's been that's kind of been a bit of my experience in this industry, um, and um, it's kind of nice to hear. Uh, other people's experiences have been um, on the podcast too um, and certainly everyone's going to experience it differently um, but hoping that it, it will um, I guess create awareness and, and um, aspire even if you can kind of aspire one person to to um, become an engineer and, um, and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with, with my volunteering time and um, giving back and mentoring. So, yeah, yeah, it's a changing space. Exactly, changing space. I like yeah. that. Because I wasn't, yeah, I guess I wasn't aware too, like even before coming to, to Canterbury that there wasn't a lot of Māori in this space. I just thought it was yeah. like another job that, I don't know, people were in. Um <laughs> Yeah, because I think, you know, we're quite represented in most other industries. But, yeah, I just wasn't aware in engineering it was, it was such a minority. Uh, mm, mm. So. Which I think, yeah, for me, in the spaces that I work in, in the water space, it doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of um, our interactions with the environment and mm. the relationship with Te Taiao and Māori. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So... And then again, like that's that's sad to hear that even in our own country, right? 
Mm. There's not a lot of Māori uh, in the engineering. So, yeah, crazy as it is, that's that's the reality. Yeah, I whew, just a just a light chord at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. um, do you have any more questions for me, or should we wrap that up? Hi. Me karakia tato, kato, 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 tato, fai o te tato ariki, ihu karaiti, te aroha o te tato, te fifinga tahitanga, te wairo tapu, ake, 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 amen. Amen. Kia ora.